You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden. For those of you who are interested in self-discovery and healing through hypnosis, please email me at rebecca.hayden at gmail.com to book a free consultation. Welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Today we have Violet Wild joining us, and she is a professional metaphysical practitioner specializing in ceremonial facilitation and integration therapy. Her journey with Ayahuasca began in 2014 when she was called to Peru to first sit with the medicine. Welcome, Violet. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Rebecca. Thank you. And um, now we'll get into a topic that I think is, is so important for this time. And it's all about perspective, um, which is, of course, you know, something that you specialize in and something that um, I think that uh, the medicine just helps us become more and more aware of. During my time initially, the lessons that I got were all around shifting my worldview and perspective constantly to the point where it became fluid and it was like, okay, I'm not going to attach myself to any of it anymore. I'm just going to be open and keep learning and let mm -hmm. it flow as possible and not attach myself to these, these beliefs and ideas I have. Cause I know tomorrow they could all change. Right. <laughs> right. So true. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, that's just the beauty of, of working with the medicine is that it, really helps you rearrange the things you think you know and you know we only have a limited spectrum of ability of understanding things as humans so i think it's really wonderful tool yeah and i mean so with integration discussions we talk about the ways that they help in in on a practical level mm -hmm. and what i find is that when we adopt this this sort of more fluid um, approach to worldview and to uh, perspective, um, we are in a much better position to respond to situations like what we've been going through for the last few years. Yes, absolutely. We have a lot more flexibility. And I think that it's also a time of like challenging those things too. Um, so we, you know, you and I were kind of initially initiated to the medicine around the same time. Um, and you had your own practices coming into it, uh, metaphysical, yes. and me, uh, it was shamanism beforehand, and then, okay. and then it was time for medicines. <laughs> and, <laughs> but um, I think that we're on such a similar wavelength because I've always been this philosophical thinker. So for me, it was yeah. just blended perfectly into what really drove me anyway, right? Yes, absolutely. I feel very similar. You know, I I was drawn to the medicine in kind of a, it's almost like how the medicine will just draw you, will capture your attention in something that you're just looking at at the time, but it doesn't necessarily have to be even deep. And then when you finally touch it, it is so deep and it's so profound. And um, I agree with you. I was on this whole path of, you know, um, being, you know, being really immersed and involved in metaphysics, which is really learning about the universe. And I think when I finally sat with the medicine the first time, it was just so beautiful. And so almost, and I, I want to say familiar, but not in the experiential sense, but in the sense of this is what I've been learning about kind of, you know, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you're not alone there for sure. And mm-hmm. I think that it, it helps us kind of just come back to who we really are. And, mm-hmm. and for you, that, that was big me too. And so many people, and there are all kinds of, you know, variations therein. Um, but uh, for so many of us, it's bringing us back to who we are is uh, moving away from so much of what our attention has been on for years because of how this society works and what yeah. the focus generally is. And it's certainly yeah. not on us. It's always on the external things, right? Absolutely. Yes. But yes. I, I wanted to get back to this whole perspective thing because um, I was mentioning that you know, I ended up experiencing the medicine for the first time around the same time you did. And then Mm -hmm. we come back and then it's like, how do we apply this to our lives? Right. Right. We begin to honor, you know, this experience in terms of our lives. And then we get the whole, um, you know, actual experiential lessons, right. Because we're trying to apply it and we learn about the resistance and all the ideas that have to go by the wayside. And, that's a whole process in and of itself. And, and it's a good one because it's, it's so it's teaching, right? Even the message stuff, all of it, it's all very teaching. And I wanted you to share some of the things that, that you uh, had to go through at that time in order to really become more yourself because the medicine did kind of baptize you in a way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're right. I mean, that's such a great way of of putting it. Cause as I told you, you know, when we were talking before I, I ultimately was renamed by the medicine in a really beautiful journey that felt like a ceremony to me and an initiation. And at that time, and like I said, I was studying a lot of metaphysical things and um, it, it gave me this sense of of embracing, you know, my, the, who I am in the universe, you know, as a universal part of consciousness. And like you said, it's just such a shock to come back to, you know, the world of form, you know, so to speak, and have to be boots on the ground and have to be experiencing life in our, you know, current reality. And how do you apply this really universal stuff to that? And so when I came back and I started actually working to change my name and I ran into all of these really, really difficult situations, you know, financial stuff to the point where, you know, like I thought I was going to lose my car at one point or maybe not be able to pay my rent at one point. And I'm worried about, you know, I have a family and I'm trying to just make everything happen and make everything work. And it was a couple of years of that um, before I just, I actually just went, finally went through with the name change because it took me a little while to sort of get that, to get through with, go through with that. Um, I would say maybe a year and a half, so not quite two years, but, um, and right after I did that, things just started to really open up for me. And I started a whole new cycle of this upward and beautiful trajectory, not without challenges, but I think what I started to really learn was like in these moments where I was struggling, for instance, you know, with the financial stuff, let's just say, and I had to do exactly what I had to do within my journeys. Sometimes when it was tough, when I was having a tough time, I had to breathe, I had to accept, I had to open up my understanding of the universe has something in store for me that's good. And this is a safe journey. And just to kind of remind myself and coach myself in those same ways that I did when I was actually in the journey when I was actually experiencing those things. And when you're, when you really do erase parts of that resistance and that doubt, I feel like the manifestation of the good things comes a lot faster. 
And that's one thing I really like have realized so much after that. So what you did ultimately, you know, through uh, the self-coaching is you allowed yourself to surrender to what was Mm -hmm. happening. And in the end, you discovered that following that path that was laid out um, in, in your initial experience, in your initiation, um, solved the problems that it created. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, you know, we, it's that perspective, right? We have all this stuff going on in this world and it's very externalized and we think, oh, we have to control this stuff with our mind, but really there's a flow that we can get into that the universe is like, Hey, here, here's a boat, you know, you can just jump in, surrender to this path and let it draw you through your destiny. So, um, yeah, I think that's that what happens, it's, it's, it's there for us. Right. And yes, yeah. And when we engage in the kind of reality that's presented to us through all this external influence, um, we start to, to lose um, perspective. We start to lose uh, the belief that that pathway is available to us. Yes. And that's yes. why we need to surrender because when we're engaging in the kinds of belief systems that have created all these problems, yep. Yep. We're, we're in it and we're almost saying no because we're, we're believing in that and we're engaging in that. When we let go and we surrender, then suddenly we're opening ourselves up to a different way. And that's the way we're begging for most of the time. When we, know, pray, <laughs> when we meditate, our intentions, all those things, right? Yes, 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 exactly. Exactly. I mean, even this year for me, you know, it's still always a, is, is still always a pathway. I never really get to the end and I'm like, okay, now I can just sit in a hammock and swing <laughs> back and forth and enjoy, you know, the sunshine. Um, and it's like, I don't know that I would want that anyway. Wouldn't we get bored, you know, if we really just arrived at that place. And I, and I always kind of keep that in mind because even this year, like it's been, I've really had to do a lot of surrendering and opening myself up and just really letting myself kind of be at the edge of this precipice um, it, it, where the world is saying, you're supposed to do this and you need to go do this and you have to like be, you know, you should be in corporate, you should get a job, you should do this stuff. And my whole heart and my whole being and insides are saying, you have to, if this is your life, like this is your work, you have to do this and the universe is going to support you. And if you can trust in that, and the more I've been doing that, and the more I've been really opening myself up to that trust and just really taking those chances, the more I've been finding that connection and that community that I've been looking for. So it's, it's pretty amazing when you really take that leap of faith. Yeah. And then you start to see it inviting you. Sometimes when I surrender, then there's invitations that present themselves. And along the way, we are moving out of a familiar way of life. And that is a constant for me. I, I think it is for you or anybody who's on the path. And yeah. so there, there will be mourning, you know, there'll be people we end up leaving behind. Yeah. There'll be all kinds of familiar uh, ways and, and situations that we will move beyond. And, you know, it, it will be an adjustment and it's okay to, to mourn that. I think actually yeah. that's very important to not pretend we don't feel the way that we do um, in letting things go. I mean, I've shed so many tears, but I always felt um, good about those tears. Like now when I cry, it's not, it's not misery crying. It's, right. it's releasing. It's always releasing. Right. Right. 
Right, exactly. And that's sometimes we just have to do that. And that's part of the experience, the beautiful experience of being human, that we have the ability to feel those emotions, even to go to the depths of sadness, to find the heights of happiness. You know, we wouldn't be able to experience the spectrum of that experience without, you know, having those shifts and those movements. Yeah. So they help us, you know, they help us understand life more. Mm-hmm. All part of the adventure. Yep. In fact, Ayahuasca has commented on this too. Uh, of course, they're commenting from their perspective, which is in a you know perfect state of <laughs> I don't know loving peace and mm-hmm. talk about the spectacle of humanity and and how beautiful it is. And when they're doing that, they're even taking into account all the suffering. Um, yeah, right. And but at the same time, helping us you know, move out of suffering too, you know, um, if that's our choice. I mean, I had or one certain part of a ceremony where, you know, ayahuasca said no more suffering. And then the rest is, it, and it, it doesn't happen instantly. It's, it's a full lifelong education about yeah. Yeah. how I choose suffering in my actions, my thoughts, my beliefs, and how to move out of that. And it's a long journey. And it's fine to be that way too absolutely fine. I mean, that's, it's part of the work of life. And we've talked about the work together. And I think, I mean, it's reminding me right now of what the Buddha, the Buddha talks about how suffering is a state of mind. And Mm -hmm. I know that can be a challenging thought, but when you begin to see the universe in this way that, like you said, those who are in those states of peace and harmony all the time and look upon humanity with that compassion and that wonderment. Um, you know, it's, it's just such a beautiful thing to recognize that the universe is with us all the time, experiencing all of this with us and that, you know, it's, and we're all unified. And I think that's what the medicines really want us to understand is that there's this huge amount of unification. And even when we are passing through. And even when changes happen and we are mourning the passage of something that was really dear to us, we're still unified to all of that energy and all of those things um, in Mm -hmm. consciousness. So, yeah, in fact, I mean, I remember getting a lesson about that. Um, One of the big things for me is to speak. They, every medicine I've done, it's like, you've this is your path. You're a teacher. You need to speak. And, and this terrified me. <laughs> and, and initially, it made me angry at the, at the very idea that they were just like, it felt like I was being pushed off a cliff there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, sure. But Especially if it's not something you thought about before. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't pretend that I, I hadn't, because I suppose deep inside, we all kind of know what, what, you know, in our ideal world, um, what feels right, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's just, you know, all this resistance and, yes. and this, you know, reasoning as to why that shouldn't be and all these things. But so obviously that was a challenge to me, um, mm-hmm. but it was the fear too. Um, and the, in response to my fear, um, the message was, you know, you're afraid because you believe that they're separate from you. And what, what, it meant by them was the audience, of course, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is like they're gonna judge me, but it's there's this unity amongst all of us and yeah. Yeah, so it was me judging me. Right, exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to finish your thought for you, but yeah. <laughs> 
Um, that we're there, we like finish each other's thoughts and that's okay. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, and that's the cool thing is that it brings you, there's this really, really wonderful thing that I've noticed about being in community with people who do, who are touching the medicine and are learning those things from it and expanding in their consciousness is that we all are starting to see how there is this unity and there is common ground that we all do have regardless of you know our individual personalities and likes and dislikes and all of that there is a common ground there is a collective us that we can come from you know and we're talking about perspectives and i think that taking on that perspective helps us to be able to know what each other's you know it's like oh yeah i know i get what you're saying i know what you're thinking there because that's where that common ground meets each other if that makes sense Sure it does. Yeah. And it, it flies in the face of everything that, you know, our, our societal norms present to us about mm-hmm. that's all separation. It's all categorization. Right. We're all in different categories. We're all on different sides. This is not true. And I think once we embrace that, all the problems that are created through that thinking will disappear. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely true. I mean, it's amazing to me how the way we see something can create so much strife and resistance and difficulties between each other and how we're really creating our reality. And I I really want so many more people to recognize that, that we have a hand in how our reality is actually coming to us and we're doing something, we're creating it. So Mm -hmm. if we have problems, we have to take that responsibility and, you know, uncreate them. (laughs) Sure. And I think people have difficulty with that. I know I did. And Mm -hmm. I think that it is due to the fact that you're being presented with this concept and then you wonder, okay, so how do I, how do I navigate that then? How do I start to, to change that? And that's the kind of work that integration is all about, in my opinion, is helping people to start to do that. Exactly. That thing, (laughs) you know, ship around (laughs) exactly and that's such a perfect segue to that and I think um we we even were talking about something yesterday where we were kind of saying like you know at the end of the day it really comes down to you personally it's not about necessarily like trying to just keep throwing pennies in the bucket and like oh you know I'm going to work on you and I'm going to work on you and I'm going to try to fix this way out here but we start the work inside of ourselves and that is the you know if each of us were to do that, you know, if many, many people were doing that and working on just ourselves. And then from that work, we're being kinder and we're seeing that unity and we're having more love and respect for each other. And we're having better conversations. And, you know, that's where it all starts to change. Yeah. And it can be powerful and it can shift things so completely and so quickly. So I'll give you an example without revealing too much about the details because it's personal and I don't mind revealing personal things, but it involves another person. So yeah, right. This other person and I had to navigate through this challenging time of decisions um, in response to everything that's been going on that's been shifting our world for a couple of years now, right? Mm -hmm. And so many people have gone through this where for one reason or another, coming from all kinds of different perspectives, but they've had to make some changes and adapt to certain things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we certainly were no exception to that and had uh, had to make changes and make decisions around that. And for a long time, you know, I'd been, uh, you know, holding space for that, uh, you know, doing what I could to try to come to an understanding. 
you know, uh, with this person in my life about about these these changes and these decisions. And I did everything that I could for so long. And in the end, it didn't feel like I was moving forward and it had been like a year. So after that year was done, I I reached out in my mind to to the guides that, you know, never failed me really. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, what's going on here? Like, um, and and they educated me about a certain um that I wasn't accepting that now this person was presenting a block, that it wasn't me and it wasn't, you know, anything I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. It was that now this person is, you know, is bringing things to a standstill. And I hadn't really accepted that or, you know, decided to understand that or even, you know, contemplate that idea. And once I did, everything changed. And wow. I mean, literally overnight this person came to me once I had accepted that that was the truth yeah and said okay let's let's move forward so it was me (laughs) wow 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 it's wow (laughs) I really feel you on that and it's amazing how that can just shift things so quickly it's just really wild and I think that you know I needed I needed that demonstration so for the longest time on this integration journey, we're introduced to concepts. Um, but, you know, we really make progress when we're able to actually demonstrate them and live mm-hmm. them and realize mm-hmm. them, you know, in, right. in actual fact, right? And yep. in our lives. So for me, that was the concept that was kind of like, okay, show me, you know, help me. Right. Let me realize this in a way that's that that is demonstrated so clearly and and there it was and it's like okay now I get it this is good <laughs> and it's so cool that you were able to follow that methodology in a sense of you know I don't know what to do I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm going to reach out to you know if it, whatever people want to call it and for you you know it's your guide sometimes people it's their inner space whatever people want to refer to that too. It's there for you and it's there for everyone. And you can name it whatever it is that you want to, but you can get clear guidance from that. And then you applied that guidance and your whole entire reality shifted. And Mm -hmm. that speaks to just the power of that, just that little pathway that you just illustrated is so amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, and something that I think you know, more and more people could really benefit from, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what, you mentioned something that, that triggered a thought in me was I change the way that I talk about it each and every time, because Mm -hmm. uh, the words I use, even though words can be important and can convey all kinds of things. um, I, I switch it up because it, to me, honestly, it really doesn't matter what I call them. They're real, right. they're there, right. and they help me a lot. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I like that too, because you're sort of defying, like like we were saying before, you know, um, we were speaking previously, all the rhetoric around stuff like that, where it's just, it doesn't, it's not important, like you said, what we call it, but the fact that it's there and it's real. And I have my guides too. So I'm not, you know, I reach out to them daily. And I feel like if I don't go into my inner meditative state in the morning, I find my whole day is different than it would have been otherwise. And I I can say that 
confidently because I have a regular meditation practice and, and maybe once or twice a week, I find myself not able to really maintain that. And those days are always different uh, for me. So, yeah, I mean, with me, it's daily too, but it's, it's become part of my life. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you know my story, but after I came back from Peru, uh, it blended into my intentions without realizing it. Um, this voice just continued the dialogue, yeah. right? So yeah. I get it. And it does not mean everything, you know, suddenly is, uh, it's certainly changed, but it doesn't mean that all your problems go away. It just right means now. <laughs> you get that additional help with the navigation, but you fall down, you make mistakes, you, you mistakes, yeah. you do all the silly things that we all do. Yeah. Um, in fact, this segues nicely into the child state we were sharing about. Yes, um, yes. When we are introduced to this level of consciousness that is that is clearly, you know, so wise and and understands so much. And, you know, I always say I've never felt more like a child than I do now that I have this access to this wisdom because I realize that, you know, me bumbling along in my life it does feel very childlike. <laughs> I agree with you. Definitely the same. There's days when I'm like, I don't feel like I know anything at this point, even though I've done so much trying to know. But it's beautiful. And the way that they convey this to me is, is that they have such love. Like we love our children that bumble around. And, mm-hmm. and then there are times when there's just this incredible wisdom that comes through them. And then there's other times that we see reflected all of our silly notions and we have to help them undo those and this is the same relationship that we have with these these higher states of consciousness guides spirits whatever you want to call them and and that's how they regard us with such just overwhelming love and you can do no wrong you can't Mm -hmm. possible because they're so understanding of our state and our pathway and how difficult it is to actually be a human and to be going through this you know from my perspective I feel that we're evolving you know the earth in a sense like we are the earth we're all of the elements of the earth collected together we're vegetable we're animal we're you know we're all of these things we're earth you know we're we're fire we're water and we're a consciousness inside of that like synthesized biocomputer evolving that and 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 helping it to become more divine in every movement every single day and i think that they fully understand the impact of that difficult yeah. you know, journey just like we understand our children you know like how hard is it to learn how to walk <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> i watch all my babies do that <laughs> I love how they go about learning at that age. They're so cheerful about all of it. They and are. when they cry, they just it's a spurt. They get it out and it's gone. It's over. Yes. It yes. Drag or whatever, you know. Exactly. And I think that's a lot has a lot to do with the fact that they don't have any conditioned expectations of what it's supposed to be like. And that's where I think that Buddhist idea of suffering being a state of mind comes through, where it's like they're just happy to be on the adventure of life in that moment. And they don't have any preconditioned expectations of I'm not supposed to fall down. I should, I should be able to walk and I'm going to be sad because I can't accomplish that. And, you know, um, once we start to form all of those thoughts and opinions and ideas, we do create a lot of suffering. You know, I, I love that idea of going back to that childlike state because we, in that state, we break free from a lot of that conditioning. 
Sure. Yeah, I mentioned we, we learn so much from our children. Um, <laughs> by, and, and especially through this path, because we learn that that open, that innocence, that, you know, openness that they have, this is, this is gold, this is really precious. And we have lost it, and we need to get it back. Um, yeah. Another, and it's available to us. We just have to agree to that and, right. and know, know how powerful it is. So a lot of the conditioning of, of our society is such that we place such importance on these external things, and we forget the magic within. And we all love magic. We love the idea of it. We want things to happen. They're positive. Everybody wants that. And but the way that it's presented to us is a little different than how it actually happens because yeah. we don't realize that we are making this magic. We're just yeah. doing some not so great magic on ourselves and we gotta change that. Um you had mentioned the elements and as you were speaking so you know eloquently about it, I was thinking about the fact that this is there's a deep intelligence in this life. Mm-hmm. In, in those aspects of this mm-hmm. life and those aspects of ourselves. And we have created a different idea of intelligence. It's some, somewhere out there and only these special people can grant it to you. Mm-hmm. You have to achieve it through these certain means. No, it is innate. That's and it right. is within us. And it is within the earth. And it is within all of these processes that are going on around us that are astoundingly sophisticated and brilliant. Mm-hmm and life-giving, and we have to get back to that full appreciation, you know, because unless we really truly tap into that, all the stuff we do uh, to improve things are gonna be surface, and they're not gonna be as deeply impactful. So, I mean, that was just so beautifully put. I just was happy to sit and listen to that because that just was music to my ears, really, exactly how I think and believe about it as well. you know, it's just, it's really important for us to understand that on a really deep level and we can make such a, just a stark change in reality. I think it would be astounding to people. I really do. And it's something yeah. that I really strive to help people understand as well in my own practice. It's so amazing. It's, you know, beautifully said. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it can start on a level of just recognizing uh, something that we all know that people are healthier when they're in natural environments. There's a reason for that. Yeah. There's all kinds of, you know, frequencies happening. There's natural connection between us and the nature around us that is helping us heal. It's part of us. It's it's something that if we uh, deny, we're doing so uh, to our own detriment. And, and I think that we do know that. There's so much of what we learn through these medicines and through this guidance that, you know, they keep telling me, you, you do know this. And, mm-hmm. and I know we do. I mean, I, I have clients all the time where I help them through hypnosis, just connect with what they already know. Yeah. They, see, <laughs> they know it right down deep inside. And they're so surprised. And so am I, you know, right. it's beautiful. And it's like, ah, they were right. We do know. We just have to tap into that. And it's all in there, not outside. Yes, I know. And I think it's a matter of, you know, we contain both consciousness that's eternal and we contain conditioning that's finite and when we and and i've i've been meaning to this is a subject i really really want to have wanted to write on but um it's something i stumble across through my metaphysical lessons and journeys that um and even science will corroborate it really is but it's that the subconscious that we have you know underneath our intellect processes information 
literally billions of times faster than our intellect. So if we're looking at, I think it's something like our intellect maybe processes like 64 bits of information a minute where you're looking at maybe 4 billion bits of information for your subconscious. And when you really think about that and think about how limited our intellectual wisdom really is in terms of that, because like you said, there's, we're surrounded by these very, very complex processes, these very sophisticated evolutionary processes are all around us. There's clearly a sophisticated consciousness and organization behind all of that. And our intellect is very limited and really understanding and defining and, 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 and flowing with that. But if we release ourselves from having to, do those things like define and know and, and figure it out and calculate and all of that stuff and allow ourselves to, to actually sit in that subconscious seat more and more and open ourselves up to that flow, then we are able to tap into that universal wisdom and to actually have a greater amount of ability to make a change and to facilitate change in the direction of the infinite movement, if that makes sense. It does. Um, it does. It's it's the difference between two types of intelligence. The one mm -hmm. that we have, um, you know, created ideas around in society, yeah. Yeah. and then there's the deeper intelligence that's within all of us. That's and right. All around us, and and instead of all the measuring and all that stuff that, yeah. quite frankly, really just nerve wracking and, right. and limiting, so limiting, so um, limiting. Yeah. And then we just, you know. Uh, allow ourselves to to tap into that knowing and that is much it's more superior because there's not all this intellectual wrangling it's exactly. just there it's exactly. there right and, and it's coming from this deep place of you know something i think if we really thought about enough that we would know that we could trust the intelligence that is coming from you know pretty much the primordial state like the eternal state of okay. consciousness this is good. This is tapping into something that um, it's relating to something that, that you had mentioned before when you told me about your journey. Mm -hmm. And this, this is part of the knowing. And um, it, if people talk about downloads, that's, that, that's it. That's the knowing, right? You don't go, oh, I had to figure all this out. It just arrives no. in your mind and your heart and you know it. That's Full it. Stop. That's it. And yeah. you said this about this spirit that was running with you in mm -hmm. the forest and taking you and showing you and teaching you. And you were even reluctant to talk about your impression of it, but that it is no, you knew what it was. And, and the only reason we become reluctant is because of that external interpretation of things that in my opinion, does not belong in the medicine world. It doesn't, yeah. you know, we can deal with that if we like, but it's just frustrating. And it, in my opinion, it just doesn't, it can all fall by the wayside when in the face of this new way of being that we really, if we embrace all the other difficulties that we've created by engaging in that more external limited way, yeah, we'll, we'll also fall by the wayside. Absolutely. And it was a beautiful experience, even just to be able to tell you that story and you noticed my reluctance and you were like, no, I accept your, you know, like you, felt that was your experience. It was, you know, I said, you know, I felt like it was the mother spirit and I was struggling with like, you know, I know other people could say to say like, well, how do you know? And have all these questions. Like I've actually had people ask me that, but it was just yeah. so nice to be accepted. And just to, just for someone to say, 
your experience is your experience and it's right, whatever, you know? And yeah. uh, I, that was beautiful. And it's like, just that alone is, is changes things. It changes my ability to communicate with you. It changes the environment around which we, you know, have a conversation and it helps me be more free and more open and less like bottled up in my mind, but rather more in my heart and in the space of grasping those deeper things and being able to speak from that place. So it does a lot just to have that acceptance. I'm glad that that had that effect. And, you know, when we uh, limit what we consider to be credible to just mm-hmm. a small number of experts um, mm-hmm. and, and put all of the knowledge and wisdom and, and house it in that small place that a few people can say yes or no to, this is the, the definition of limiting, you know, us, our beliefs. Absolutely. Yes. And setting ourselves free has more to do with trusting ourselves, tapping into our own knowledge. This is what's going to change things. It's, it's, it's got to become, a, you know, there's a big focus on decentralization these days <laughs> in the external world. And I think that that might be happening too in the internal world to some degree, because in the end, we all are united. We know that. And we yeah. can tap into that by tapping into those own individual experiences that are that are telling us what we need to know, that are really, you know, trusting that knowledge that we need to tap into that is a connection to all that there is. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Actually, it's bringing me to this thought of, you know, and I had mentioned I was into metaphysical teachings before I even got into working with plant medicines, but there's this really major tenet of hermetics that says, as above, so below. And I use that so much in my daily, even daily understanding, because when, and you you can look at stuff too, like science is just starting to understand certain things. And, and you have like Einstein talking about this, how the universe is literally limitlessly expanding. And I think you just said something really cool about like, you know, I feel like even on an, you know, like a th- I'm going to use a different word than you did, but etheric level the universe is organizing itself in this like decentralized way. We're kind of starting to make this movement in this evolution. And we're reflecting that in ourselves and our human place too. And mm-hmm. I think we can look at that because, you know, as science is seeing it and it's saying, wow, what we're seeing is that the universe is just constantly expanding. What do we do with that? <laughs> That's kind of scary, but we're all moving in that same direction. We're all moving together as above, so below. So what we're doing is also what's going on in the universe at any given time and vice versa. So, yeah. So we're expanding, right? Right. Exactly. So it kind of takes the scariness out of all of that changing. And like, you know, there's all, I feel like at least, I don't know, I, you know, I'm an American, so I'm going to speak from an American perspective on this. Cause I feel like in America um, specifically, there's a lot of energy that's put into, oh, the traditional ways and, oh, we're losing our past and, oh, these things are going away. And now we have, you know, all of this, um, you know, like for instance, like the LGBT, you know, I happen to be in that crowd and it's, you know, there's a lot of people like, oh, that's the loss of the family. And there's just all of this like ideas that when things change, we're losing something. But if the universe is always expanding, that's the way of the universe. So it's really our own ideas that's causing us that suffering and that sense of, you know, loss. Mm -hmm. And if we were to be able to tap into that perspective of that constant changing movement 
and enjoy it kind of like babies do or like little children do, we would have a much different experience, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, the way things that in- are introduced um, sometimes um, can be almost done to invite that response. Um, mm-hmm. And there are these mechanisms at work. And the way um, to not get caught up in that is to, again, you know, just focus within and start to tap into more of our feelings. Why do we feel that way? You know, instead of going outside of ourselves for the answers to all that. But um, I wanted to bring in another uh, topic that you and I discussed before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's so important for today. Um, You had mentioned working uh, with tarot cards and, Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about how when things come up, like uh, thing aspects of our experience that have presented themselves to us, especially over the last couple of uh, years, we felt this darker energy becoming more and more uh, prevalent and and just more uh, out there and felt by so many and experienced by so many. And yet we've also discussed the fact that in our own individual journeys that when, when uncomfortable feelings arise, when dark stuff, when we've got a lot of resistance comes up, these are opportunities to, you know, to purge them, to let them go, yeah. to dissolve, to acknowledge them, to allow them to present themselves to us to, so we're not ignoring them. That's right. You know, we're, we're allowing them to rise so that we can uh, confront them face to face and say, ah, this was within me this whole time. This is something that, you know, was, was part of my experience. And now I'm, I'm seeing it for what it is. And, and now in doing so, I can let it go. And I think that that's what's happening a lot. And you mentioned that there are different meanings and things that it's important for us to understand or open up to so that, you know, when we experience these things in our lives, uh, we don't necessarily react in that closed way, um, like when the devil card comes up. So explain that, that helps to, you know, sort of give an example of of this. Yeah, no, thank you. Absolutely. And that was was a great way of looking at it and opening up the discussion about it, because it is, tarot to me is one of the most, it's just an amazing, amazing metaphysical tool. And I won't go into explaining all of why, but the Trumps Arcana, um, the major Trumps one through tw- or zero through twenty-one, they represent like something like a pathway that our soul is going through, a journey that our soul is going through. At any given point in time, you know, we could resonate with any of those. But the one that you're speaking of, the Devil card, I find very compelling because I, you know, as I mentioned to you yesterday, a lot of people are kind of like scared of that card, or they get worried if when that card comes up. Um, because it looks scary or it has like a, a lot of things that people maybe consider like, oh, that's, you know, the devil and it's demonic and there's these things. But that's kind of the point of the card. If you sit with it and you really understand the symbolism of it, like you were kind of saying, you take that pause to really, you know, understand the situation that you're in rather than just reacting to it on the level of like, oh my God, everything is scary. Everything is falling apart. Um, And when you sit with that card and you really look at it, what you're seeing is that in that, within that card and within the symbolism, it's actually telling you that when the intellect is in control, like the, what we were talking about just a little bit ago, that intellectual mind that doesn't process very much is in control of all of your actions and is in control of moving the subconscious. And you're not really tapping into that divine wisdom that's inside of you. Everything does look scary and everything does look like it's going to fall apart. And things do look really like 
maybe catastrophic even sometimes. Um, but when you unleash those chains, which in the double card, there's chains around these two individuals figures in the card and they, they look like they're easy to take off and they are. And so when you can remove those chains and you can allow yourself to flow, and this is about the head and the heart, you have to open your heart. And that's where all that information from your divine part of yourself and your subconscious is able to inform your mind and inform your intellect rather than the reverse happening and your world just opens up and all of that scary stuff starts to make a lot more sense and starts to fall into place and you know and you recognize that the universe has a wisdom in everything that's going on and um that's just one of the things like tarot is just amazing to me and it's an amazing tool i use in my work in all aspects of my work all the time so um thank you for letting me talk about that cuz um that card is so important especially for right now where we're at in our in, in our evolution of our consciousness yeah i feel like um there are so many tools out there that help us tap into you know, that part of ourselves that has that knowing. And there are so many tools because we are so unique and different yes. ones are effective for different people at different times. There's room for all of this. And it's beautiful what I see emerging um, in the integration world. And I would never like to see it streamlined using the logic of that same sort of external controlling um, yeah way that limits us so completely. I would love to see it continue to evolve organically because there is a deep intelligence at work within us and who we're attracted to and where we go. And sure, there will be what we perceive as mistakes, but nothing is. And we learn through all of it. I have. Uh, and, and right, I exactly. <laughs> right. And there's something value in it. We may not know it at the time. We may, you know, not like the way we're learning. Uh, mm -hmm. And we can change that too. We have that opportunity and we yeah. will. And, yes. and it'll, it'll happen in divine time. And that's so trusting, true. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like, you know, trusting that and trusting that other way of us uh, growing. I think that this is what ayahuasca may have been, you know, tipping our hat to us about this evolution. This is mm -hmm. the way that, that it's going now. We're starting to respect that more. We're starting right. to understand that there's a whole different way of being. Mm -hmm. and, and sooner we embrace that, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think I mentioned there's, you know, like you said, there's so many tools and there's so many different places that you can find information and ancient wisdom that may resonate with you. Many different um, types of this information has been presented many types of ways through different, you know, um, peoples, you know, from people from South America and people from Asia and people from India, you know, and they're all speaking about the same thing essentially, but they, there are different ways of looking at it and different tools to approach it. And whatever works best for people is really, there's no, nothing wrong with any of that. And no one ever needs to feel bad about whatever path they choose, even if it's very religious or whatever it is. You know, I don't think, I, I, I really hope to see that there's a lot less judgment about that and about the pathways that people choose, you know, as we open up our consciousness and our understanding more so that people can feel more free to explore in the way that really suits them best. Yeah, I think that this is a time uh, for that, you know, mm -hmm. and we're learning that the more that we do that, the better things get. One final thing I wanted to bring up that you and I both discussed in this 
changing of our worldview and and mm-hmm. moving into more of a, a flow state and even confronting things like the devil card or the darkness that rises in our world, in ourselves. If we embrace the idea of these loving beings, loving guides, mm-hmm. loving yeah. higher consciousness, loving mm-hmm. higher selves, that we're being held, you know, if we embrace that idea and we choose to believe that, this changes the trajectory of our lives, even our perspective of anything that happens, and it can only help us more. Uh, I would love for you to share anything that, any stories that you remember, um, having made that choice in that moment, even though things were going terribly wrong and how how it shifted things for you. I'll take the the journey of this year really because I think that it it was a huge huge decision for me. Um, I think I had kind of mentioned a little earlier that um, I was in a corporate situation, and I have been like in that situation for about four years. But I have been on this metaphysical journey and journey with the medicine, and I had a whole coaching practice, and I set that aside in a large part for a, a while. And while I did that, it was. You know, it's funny because when I made that decision, I thought it was going to make things easier for me. I thought it was going to give me time to, you know, okay, now I have some security with my finances and I know where my check is coming from every month and like I can pay my rent and all that. And maybe it'll give me this time now to sort of focus on, you know, what I really want to do, like in the, you know, metaphysical sense and all this stuff. And it turned out to be so not that at all. It just sucked me in. It, it took up so much of my days and nights and even took away time for my family. And it was just this, and it just kept growing and swallowing me more and more and more. And it was like a weird thing. Cause you know, intellectually and responsibly and practically and all of these things, all of these different things, people would say, oh, this is a good thing for you. You know, like you have security, you have this, you have that. But inside of myself, I felt like I was just falling farther and farther and farther away from where I wanted to be, who I wanted to be. And, and, and it was really a huge struggle. So I made a really difficult decision in um, January of this year to uh, stop doing that (laughs) entirely and just to move myself into this world. And I was just going to allow the universe to just hold me and support me in that mission and that journey. And it was a very big leap of faith. And at first it was like kind of a, a little bit of a fake out, you know, from like me, I feel like I laugh at me and the universe. Like we have this running joke, you know, where it likes to just sort of like bring me to the edge or just like kind of make me think like something's happening. And I was like, well, no, it's not that something else, you know, but it's inside of myself. It's just, it makes the journey fun to kind of play in that way with, with, with this, what's going on. Um, but I had this, um, you know, I had this writing job and it was really great. And I was, I was getting very good pay, you know, for the writing. And it, so it wasn't taking up a lot of my time and I was able to do my studies and I was starting to work at getting my coaching practice back online and everything. And then I just suddenly lost that job out of nowhere. And so I was really up against this like line of, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? Do I have to go back into corporate? You know, like, where am I at? And I'm actually six months from that now when we're talking that happened six months ago and I still haven't gone back into corporate and somehow I've been able to, it's honestly almost, it's miraculous in my head. It's miraculous in my, you know, like mind how this even happens that six months later without a job, I've still been able to somehow manage 
doing odds and ends and doing little things here and there. And at the same time, you know, building up my online presence and getting back out into the community and writing and, you know, speaking with people in the community and just really, and, and I'm watching the universe open this up for me as I just continue to trust and really make the, that choice every single day to kind of keep pushing myself into this, you know, space. Um, because I was just ready I was noticing I was in those chains. I was in that devil card situation I was just talking about. And I just had to take the chains off and let myself just let my heart be the guide. And it's really, really scary and terrifying and blissful and amazing. And it's like has all these elements to it, but it's all about how I choose to take this journey. You know, I could be really scared. I could be really pressed. I could be anxious but I really choose to trust and I choose to see it as a blessing and a, you know, um, something that I'm just really ready to do and I feel supported and it's definitely happening that I've been, you know, kind of carried through that. So for me, that's one of the most glaring examples I can give at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. It's very familiar to me. Um, (laughs) and you know, the whole time you were talking, it felt like this gentle kind of like the bird being pushed out of the nest (laughs) you you can fly you just have to you know and I got booted out you know pretty abruptly and I was doing work for a company that was you know helping nonprofits. so there was that theme but it didn't feel like that every day for me it that was a very small part of it the rest was all of those stressful things and and COVID came along seemingly this dark threatening thing uh released me (laughs) wow amazing (laughs) It's, so it's definitely that that card coming up and you going okay I've got to see that there's good in this I, I, I don't know if I can see it right away but trusting that is going to help a lot and yes. reduce or eliminate my suffering right <laughs> yes absolutely I think that trust yeah. is essential <laughs> yeah in the end it took me exactly where I wanted to go and same with you right yes absolutely exactly where I wanted to go and it's like you know, the less I resist, the more I head in that direction. So that's just, you know, every time I find myself in a stress point, I'm just breathing through it. Like, no, you know what? I'm on this path. Like I'm not going back (laughs) at this point. I'm not going back. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, that trusting your feelings that this, it just, you know, when something's consuming you like that, it's like, okay, time to get out. You know, if this is in the natural world, you know, a frog would definitely try to get out of the mouth of that snake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly you know, oh exactly. well this is life. and you know maybe it would but we have a choice and you know I think when we feel those ways we've got to start to pay attention because our body's speaking to us and saying hey there's something you know that you can do and this is the way this feels do you like it obviously not right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great piece of wisdom and I think that that's where we get caught up because it's we're we're ignoring and denying what our body is trying to tell us and what our insides are trying to tell us because our intellect says, no, this is what's practical. And what's practical in that sense is, is often an illusion because it's what we've created and said is practical, but isn't really in line with what the universe is doing at any given point. So. Right. But we want this for our children. That's another good question to ask, you know, and if the answer is no, then we shouldn't want it for us. We are (laughs) children as well. And, you know, there's, there's some practical wisdom coming out of 
treating ourselves with the kind of love that we would treat our children and, and, so and finding another way, because there's always another way when it's our kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right about that. That's so true. And as above, so below, right? So the universe is always going to be wanting to help us too. You know, if we miss that one turn, there's going to be another one coming up and we just kind of have to keep our eyes open and we have to forgive ourselves, you know, so that we're not so caught up that we miss the next opportunity. Absolutely. There's always another, and it just keeps flowing. This is a good way to end uh, this discussion, but I'd love mm-hmm. for you to share with uh, the people who are listening um, any way that they can contact you, like your website, oh, thank your you. information, and, and the work that, that you do. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I um, had mentioned I had a coaching practice and I have kind of been, I had created a, pers- a, a modality called perspective therapy. And I use that in my coaching and it's a mixture of um, astrological, metaphysical, and practical, you know, kind of the psychological stuff to help people get at the root of their traumas, to help people move through difficult parts of their lives to help people manifest and realize their dreams. And also um, I work with people who are um, some, some people are actively working with medicines already, and I can help people in those States, you know, kind of guide them through things, facilitate, um, and also with integration therapies. And I also do hypnosis and past life regression and stuff like that. So my practice is just kind of, you know, gaining ground again, and um, I'm, you know, ready to treat people. And I have a website online that I created. It's called prismjourney.org. And so you can go there and kind of learn more about me. And I've started a blog, so I'll be making more contributions to that. And um yeah. So I'm just kind of keep rolling along with it and keep expanding. I also have a Facebook page. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook as Violet Wild or Prism Journey. Everybody can find you through um, your website, even on those other channels, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Even if you just look up my name, I'm kind of, I've got several places on the web that I'm pretty easily linked to. So so just spell, spell your name, your website. Yeah. <laughs> so my name is a little different. It's V-Y-O-L-E-T-W-Y-L-D-E. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Rebecca. It was so great to talk to you. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please visit RebeccaHayden.com for more ayahuasca integration content and for information about working with me and using hypnosis as an empowering integration tool.